BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part or until you want a divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like, you get to know me. You try me on. You feel me out. And this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey girl, hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm Taylor Shrecker. Last week, I teased at the very end of the show that we're going to be going to part two with Ben and Ronnie of Watch What Crappens to talk about Vanderpump Rules, to talk about Summer House, and to also talk about Bravo ratings. Well, guess what? The file is corrupted. <laughs> this is something that happens to all podcasters. You are not officially a podcaster or somebody in radio if you have not fucked up audio. So this is one of those moments. It sucks, but it happens. But not to fret um, because I'll get back with my boys, Ben and Ronnie. I sometimes call them Bonnie because I get all flustered and stuff, but I think it's actually a cute name for them. I'll get together with the Watcher Crappens boys again at some point in the near future. But luckily when I was out in LA, I also got a chance to hang out with Danny Pellegrino. So if you were really looking forward to, you know, some more Bravo chatter, do not fret because Danny also very much has his finger on the pulse of all things Bravo. I believe we can categorize Danny Pellegrino as a tastemaker and an influencer and kind of like Bravo Liberty adjacent. <laughs> Danny Pellegrino, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, that is the highest of compliments, Taylor, because you know I love a Bravo Liberty. I do. I know they're and my, I don't, I'm not my favorite saying, kind. I'm not a Bravo Liberty, but I do love, it's the best kind of celebrity. You are Bravo Liberty adjacent. As am I. This is a new category of it's human a being. New category. It's a new category. So speaking, well, so I, obviously we're going to talk about Bravo. I want to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Please. I need your feedback on what you think is going on. And even more so like predictions for the future. And by future, I mean LVP. Right. What? I mean, okay, so we're going to get right into it. We'll get into it. Okay. I also need to talk about, um, we need to talk about our love of Jessica Simpson together. Oh my God. I could talk about Jessica Simpson for, how much time do you have? <laughs> so much. I, that's what I was hoping you'd say. I want to talk, because you post, so every Thursday you post on your Instagram, right? <laughs> right. I started a new, because I I mean, I was posting just random stuff about her all the time. Cause I Always with her. her singing. And then I was like, you know what? It's going to become a weekly thing now because I just love it. And it's so funny because I get messages and people are like, I can't figure out if, I, if you love her or hate her. And I'm like, it's. 
us both. Like, You're like, me neither. It's me either. And it's like, people will say, I don't know if you think she's a great singer or a terrible singer. And it's like, yeah, that's true too. I don't know. Like, it's no one. And I don't think any of us know. And that's why I think she's such a mysterious queen and she's truly bamboozled all of us. And I love her for it. Right? That's what I want to talk about. So we will get into that as well. Um, but I do want to talk about just Bravo also, in general. Just P.S. Like my serotonin levels just went through the roof because I just got so excited. We're talking about Bravo and Jessica Simpson. My favorite of topics. Well, I am hungover like to the bottom of my eyeballs where I feel like, am I still drunk? <laughs> so. That's the worst. That Actually, I would say that's the best feeling like because the hangover really hasn't quite kicked in. Right? Quite kicked in. Like you're still sort of drunk. That's a good place to be. That's I a think. good place to be. Good place to live in. This, this city is kicking my ass. Let me tell you that. This place is like, it's too fun. There's too much going on. How do you live like a real adult life in a city like... LA and I think New York's kind of the same actually I see I think the opposite I think New York is more crazy like in LA I feel like everything's so spread out that I and I don't really do anything like I <laughs> socially awkward so I just like <laughs> so my boyfriend and I sit in our house and I just go on YouTube and watch Jessica Simpson clips like that's what I, I'm not really like a I used to be back in the day like when I was new in LA and newly gay in LA I was going out to the gay bars and all of that kind of stuff but I'm not like that anymore so much so I'm mostly just watching TV at night. Oh, I'm jealous. I wish I did that last night. Although I did have fun. Do you know the Watch with Crappens, guys? I love Ben and Ronnie. They're I was out with Ben and Ronnie, and we went to the Soho house, and I've never laughed so hard in oh. my entire life. They're just like... They're so funny oh and my so God. lovable and so perfect. I love them. We were actually talking about like this world of podcasting that we're all in, and it really is. It's so, like, it's, it's so crazy because the entertainment industry is so cutthroat, but I really feel like... And maybe... Speaking of being bamboozled, maybe we're all bamboozling ourselves, but it feels no. friendly. No, you're right. It's friendly, and everyone is so supportive of each other. Right? Like, we're all – No, I don't feel like there's competition between anyone. I feel like we're what? all just kind of raising each other up. Yeah. And we all – there's plenty of space for all of us. Like, I – as much as I possibly can, I'll say, listen to Taylor's show, listen to Watch What Crappens, listen to Annabelle, listen to Hannah Brown, listen to, you know, all of these wonderful, you know, we were talking about Jackie Schimmel before. Yeah, love her, bitch Bible, So many wonderful, that. wonderful, amazing people, and I'm sure two judgy girls. Oh, I love, like, all of these wonderful people. Yeah, and I feel like there's enough food to go around the table, you know, yeah. and, like, and especially podcasting, because it's like, we all do, I mean, even if you're doing, like, three times a week, every single day. It's still like, what, 40 minutes, an hour. It's like there's plenty of content for people to consume. And so right. we're like all in this club together. Right. It's like we're in a sorority. I love it. No, I love everyone. And I love everyone. I always <laughs> wanted to be in a sorority. I know. But and I, I haven't scared. Really, there, there really isn't like a <laughs> – I always wanted to be in a sorority too. <laughs> they wouldn't I, have allowed it. But <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Not, not our kind. No, no, they were not interested in the gay man, but I... They weren't interested in the confused tried. lesbian either. <laughs> you know, we are in our own sorority now, though, and it is great. It's the podcast sorority. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sorority of misfits. Everyone is so kind and funny, and yeah, it's great. I love it. Okay, so let's talk um, about this Bravo Liberty adjacent thing, right? So... I feel like, and I don't know like how much we can speak to this, but like everybody knows that I'm like, so I am up Summer House's ass and I am up Vanderpump's ass. Wait, it's so just, who it is you, what it is. Who do you, I know you're friends with Sassy because you're going to the Tom Tom book signing. I am. Right after after this. this, I'm going to the Tom Tom book signing, which will be airing, I guess, on the show. And she, and she oh, it's going to be on social. the show. Oh my it God. It seems so like that. Yeah, because they're filming now. Yeah, they're filming. So wait, who are you friends with from Summer House? You're, I okay. love Summer House this season. I'm so happy to hear that love because it. I feel like Summer House has kind of been like, People really like vacillate on it, and I do think it's a fantastic show. I've been here for Summer House in season one. Well, the thing that's tricky with Summer House is I actually came into being friends with Summer House. Actually, I met Ben and Ronnie. So I 
became friends with Stephen McGee. He was season one Summer House. I actually was at Summer House season two with him. He like brought my girlfriend and myself on as f- a friend. I didn't watch season two. Oh, uh, well, uh, we had a cameo, so. Uh, I need to go back. Now I'm going back. Good luck. I'll go back. We're basically fighting with a meat because he was trying to make us like make out with each other like a true dude, which is like so, oh, so rude. And um, wasn't he like a flop cast? I guess I didn't watch. He, I watched the first episode of season two. Was terrible. And he was like, a, I mean, a lot of the cast, I, I shouldn't talk badly about No, them. go, go. Talk. I just thought early, I didn't like season one or t- season one. I, I binged it all and I enjoyed it. Enough. Yes. And then season two, I tried and I was like, I'm just not here for it. But now season three, I'm like obsessed with it. I think how did you get back genre. in though? That's my question. You know, uh, uh, probably like three episodes aired, a three or four episode aired into season three, and everyone was saying it's really good. This season's really good, and people I trust, like Ben and Ronnie, were yes. like saying you got to watch. It's good. And so I did, and then I literally became obsessed with that. And I was like, this is maybe. Maybe my favorite show to put on on Bravo. I love Force the Housewives. I love Vanderpump Rules. Yes. But this season of Summer House, it's like I have the most fun putting it on. And I think it's such a weird mix of like drama, but also not too serious drama. I don't know what it is. It's They found the right mix of people. They did. The right chemistry. I interviewed Hannah on my show and I loved her and I love. think she's so funny and Paige I'm like obsessed with Paige. Uh, me too. I just started like I never really follow people on Instagram that are like that are like celebrities to me right. It's either like they're my friends or like oh, I feel like I have to follow them or whatever but or like it's accounts like yours which I just find fucking hilarious oh, but you. oh, yours I'm obsessed with your Instagram. <laughs> you know this at Danny Pellegrino. At Danny Pellegrino. It's just it's, oh, it's just so delicious. But, but like, I know what you're saying. Paige is just like a gorgeous girl who's like a, a Sort of a taste—I don't know—a beautiful tastemaker. She is, but like I follow her, and, and we're not friends. And right. I feel like a creepo. Yeah, I'm definitely a creepo with her. I've never <laughs> met her. I don't know her, but I still like I watch, and I'm like I'm obsessed with this girl. Like, she's Ooh, her stunning. Instagram is so good. Why is she in Paris right <laughs> now? I don't know. She knows? lives a fabulous Who's life. To know, <laughs> she's just beautiful. She's like also on the show so magnetic. I mean, talk about like she's one of those like phenomenal it factors. I don't even know what's so appealing about her because she's not especially dramatic. But you know what it is. What's what's so appealing about Paige is like she kind of she looks a certain way, but her personality is the total opposite of what you would expect, mm-hmm. you know. And like I love the way she handled Carl. He's been like the resident fuck boy to be taken down. for three seasons, sure. and she like toyed with him like the way my cat toyed with that mouse she killed, and then I never let my cat sleep in my bed again because <laughs> she rolled around in the carcass after she was done with it. But. <laughs> That's right. That Eloise. Disgusting. It was disgusting. Eloise, Eloise I, was my love. Oh then my I watched God. her murder a mouse in our backyard. And it was like uh, it was like watching Hannibal Lecter. She was atrocious. To, and like, I said, Eloise, wait, so never again. The mouse into the bed. She was she she was torturing the mouse. It was like run away and she would like let it get away and then she would like come and get it. And the poor thing, then she was like on it. The thing's probably having a heart attack. We were watching this from our porch and we're like, no, stop. The only thing that would have made it worse of is if it was a bunny, you know, because bunnies are like mice are kind of gross, whatever. But then when she killed it, she rolled around it. I can't. Like, I I have a fear (laughs) of rodents, like a serious fear of rodents. Me too. And so I was like, Eloise, you can no longer sleep with me. And that's That's what's over the line. Paige (laughs) was like, Eloise, (laughs) to Carl. But I was here for that killing. Yeah, Carl needed to be taken down a few pegs. And I love that she was the one to do it. It's just Ugh, perfect. Me too. Also, I'm obsessed with Kyle's look. Like, I think, I although he's I think so he's cute. terrible that he, whatever he did to Amanda, blah, blah, blah. I forgive him. Isn't that weird? I mean, it is. That's bravo, though, for you, right? I like, know. it's like these people are all oftentimes monsters, but we 
fall in love with them. And yep. it's like we excuse behavior that we would never excuse would in our never own lives. Never excuse in our own lives. Never. But like I'm so I'm so I'm so enabling of their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think he's so. I think he's the best looking person on Bravo. I oh. think he's like stunning looking. Oh my god, he's going to. I have love a thing for blondes, and so <laughs> I think said that. I agree. I think he's Trey handsome. Very just like ha- like. Seriously handsome. And Amanda is gorge yeah. beyond. Great cast. Here we oh. are just selling Summer House. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. So wait, so I got introduced to them. So I met Steven. I don't even really, re- I guess maybe through Stassi. But he was. If any, look, I'll just say that. You don't have to say it. I'll say it. I think if any Bravo celebrity tells you like, oh, they just decided to move on and they didn't <laughs> come back. Like every single person that's ever been on Bravo, there's no way they just decided they didn't want to come back or they made the choice. Exactly. Let me tell you something. They Bravo, I think from what I've heard, I don't know this to be a fact, but this is what I believe to be fact. Yes. Is that Bravo gives them the opportunity to release a statement to say, I'm not coming back. Yes. That's a courtesy. I believe that NBC Universal or whoever, I don't know this to be fact. I don't work for them, but that's what I believe happens. Is yes. They say, look, you're not coming back. And you could say whatever the fuck reason you want to say for why you're not coming back. Right. And so then people read it on their Instagram or whatever. And it's like, oh, Carol decided not to come back to Real Houses New York. It's like, no, she was not asked back. No, Bethany <laughs> asked her not to come. Bethany, Bethany asked Andy to ask her not back. <laughs> and by the way, I'm team Carol. I love Carol. I'm just saying, like, there was no way in hell. I love you. I was Team Carol. I, I got so much shit for it. Oh, me too. Me. So God, much I just, I, mean, I just think Bethany's such a monster. I do too. Although I'm, I'm back around on Bethany this season. I oh, love, I her love her. Yeah. I love watching her. And I never want her to go anywhere. But I agree with you. Oh, right. Oh, I love, I love that we agree on all things Bravo. Hey guys, it's time to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Third Love. If you don't know about Third Love, you're welcome. And if you know about Third Love, you're like, oh, girl. Third Love is good. Third Love is really changing up the bra game. For starters, you get to skip the trip to the lingerie store. And then I know you're like, well, then how do I freaking pick out a bra without trying it on? Ah, Third Love got you covered. They find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder, okay? And uh, basically what that is, is it's just a really quick quiz. It's like literally it takes under a minute and it helps you find the perfect bra for you. I, I bet you're like, okay, so how so? Well, over 12 million women have actually taken the quiz to date. So what Third Love does is they use these data points generated by all those millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. So yeah, you just take the Fit Finder quiz, order online, Try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. And if you're not happy, guess what? They have a 100% fit guarantee, which means every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, which I know you're like, oh my God, that's great. And then maybe you're like, wait a second, I feel very overwhelmed and I'm going to freak out. Don't worry. Third Love helps you identify your breast size ugh, and shape. And I bet you didn't know this, but Actually, your breast shape matters when it comes to finding a good fit. Maybe that's why bras have been historically so uncomfortable and unsatisfying for you. So once we get the size and shape, we find a style that fits your body. And if you're still like, but how will I know? Well, guess what they have. They have fit stylists who are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. And like I said, if it's not working out for you, no big deal. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. I'm telling you, it's hands down the most comfortable bra I own. The straps don't slip. The 
They have tagless labels, so there's no itching. And it's super lightweight. And they have the super thin memory foam cups that mold to your actual shape. And so it's proprietary to Third Love, which is what makes Third Love so bombastic. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com slash T-O-T now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash T-O-T for 15% off today. And now, back to the podcast. Don't you want this on the shows? Like, I just, <laughs> don't you, I feel like the shows, the Bravo shows, like I always hear behind the scenes negoti- cast negotiations yes. and, and photo shoot drama and like all that stuff. I need one of these shows. Not every show, but I would love one of the shows to break the fourth wall and show us this kind of shit. Like show me the contract negotiations. So put right? cameras on one of, put cameras on Steven when they're telling him you're not coming back. I know. You know, like give me that whole thing. I would love it. I would love it too. Yeah. You Bravo. You hear that? I One day they will. Like years from now, I believe. Years from now. I, I think that they're like slowly they, working they towards it. They dip their it. toe in a little Even bit. with the reunions now, when they keep the cameras rolling, even when like they're not rolling, but oh, are they ever rolling? It's the fucking best. Right. That's what I, you know, MTV, I don't watch a ton on MTV, but Teen Mom, I know my boyfriend watches it. And the OG, they have producers, are cast members now. So it's like they, yeah, literally they've completely broken the fourth wall in the best way. And I, it's only Team Mom, I believe, that does it. But I would love for one of the Bravo shows to do what they're doing. I predict that. Vanderpump will be the first to do it, or even maybe Summer House. But I feel like yeah. I know people in production on both sides, and like I've heard them speak of this before. So yeah. it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Come. But anyway, so that's basically what happened. And so, um, you know. Like, for example, I, when I got fired from Sirius, I was mad at the direct people who were involved in my firing. I'm not mad at Michelle Collins who took my time slot. I can't be mad at her. She took a job. It's like, if I found out that she got me fired to take my job, then fuck that bitch. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the case. But I think that maybe Steven... Also, I love that you're giving me Dorinda hands right now. Like you're Dorinda. <laughs> you just gave me Dorinda hands. <laughs> I, if I could be anyone on that cast, it would be Dorinda for sure. Giovanni, I've literally walked by Giovanni. Giovanni. <laughs> the other day, I was so excited. I burst out laughing. Um, the point is, Summer House has never been better. This, the point <laughs> is, it's the best cast in season ever. Truly, um, like, and I mean, I, and again, I like Stephen, and I wish they would have an openly gay cast member on the show because I agree. I, it's very important to me but I'm here for them to bring Steven back I think it right. would be he would be messier genius yeah. and it would be so messy can yeah. you imagine they should probably shit? do that they should probably do that but I mean at least get a gay in there come on it would be incredible on all of these shows get me some gays but the point to all this is like yes like like I feel like through, over the years I've gotten invested like in friendships obviously Vanderpump first and then that like Stassi was my entrance into all of it and then of course I'm close to Dodie and Katie Wait, so I have a question do people do you find that people get mad at you that you're close to these people because because they'll do they reach out and say like how can you talk about these shows if you're friends with the cast and this is what I wanted to bring up to you and that's thing too like Summer House it's like I kind of knew Kyle Amanda like through like Steven and Stassi um, I've always just known Carl because Carl's just always like duh, duh, around and then Hannah worked with me before she was even on Summer House so that and like Jordan I didn't really know Paige but like it's the it's just the create it's small world small right, world right. small industry but yeah but I feel and especially like around the same age group too like exactly. you're in a town with people the same age but it is interesting because people are always this is what I want to talk about with you is this Bravo adjacent world that we are now a part of. So 
we're fans of Bravo, right? But now I feel like, and like even like Darren Karp, who's Andy Cohen's assistant, is also a, a co-host on my radio show. So it's like, I used to talk mad shit about Andy. And now I'm like, I love Andy. And I really do because now through Darren's eyes, I see a whole you different Andy. You see a different perspective, right? So, and also I realized I was just a total jealous little biznage that he got the job that I very much wanted to do. Sure. I mean, between the reunions and Watch What Happens oh, Live. Oh, I know. Who wouldn't want it's that? A dream. Okay. It's a dream. That's truly a dream you could get. But I feel like, yeah, like now I've, I, it, it's You've definitely. You've infiltrated the system now a little bit. And it's, it's and how, how do I do my job? How do you do your job? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, people say to me sometimes, cause I've had Vanderpump people on the show and everything. And I don't, I, I also recap the shows and stuff. Yes. So, but I, I try to be, I try to never say anything in my recaps that I wouldn't want to say to their faces. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I, I don't ever try to, I, I want I, I celebrate these people and I'm so excited that they're like putting themselves on camera. So even when they're messy, like I try to respect it. And I truly do love all of these, all the housewives. Like I'm, I am obsessed that they are putting themselves on screen like this. I love it. Right. But it's hard. Cause people will say, you know, how could you do that? Or I even had like, I had Katie on my show and I've never Katie Maloney. shorts. Yes. Yes. I've never gotten so many mean messages about it. Isn't it so and, crazy? And I know that cast in particular is very divisive. I knew that going in because I've had everyone. I've had James on my show. I've had other people on my show. And I know that I was. I know that they're divisive. But I was so taken aback by just how many messages I got that were like attacks to me. And I was like, How dare you give Katie a platform? Right, shit and like I, that. Like, and, and I get that. I totally understand people are mad find at these her. People divisive <laughs> or find her mad or are mad at her actions or whatever like that. But it was just very surprising to me. And also, like, I don't – it was just a very bizarre thing. But it's like, so how do we do our jobs? But also, because of our jobs, like, when you sit down and you talk with somebody for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, there's going to be a, some sort of a development of a relationship unless you fucking hate each other. Right, and also, we point live of in this world. And, like, we get invited to, like, events because we're, like, we're Bravo adjacent. And then it's, like, slowly but surely – these people, they're not just TV people anymore. They're like, they're real people. They become your acquaintances. Then they become your friends, you know? And then we're like recapping the show, talking the shit. Like I was talking about this with the Morning Toast Girls. Do you know the Morning oh, Toast yeah. Girls? I, I don't know them personally. They're fantastic. I, I they and I was like, how do you guys separate? Because they like love Leanne Locken from- Oh, I love her too. But they said, <laughs> but she's a fucking monster on the show. And I said, so what do you do? And they were like, we just have to separate. Like when yeah. we're doing our thing on our show, yeah, it's yeah. like, we're talking the shit as viewers, but like in like our our we like love you when we're with you also um, i think the best bravo liberties they get they get it they like, get it i've met ariana through the watcher crappens guys yes and she totally and stassi too like i did the watcher crappens live uh the crappy is like they do the word show yes and they are in on the they don't care if people talk about them because they get that that's part of the gig and so they don't seemingly get offended by it and Those I, are the that's best the ones. best ones because it's like they have a sense of humor about themselves and same with Leah and Locke and I, she's been on my show a couple times oh I feel I'm like dying she, to have her she, I feel like she gets it and she doesn't care if you call her monster or whatever you know she gets she, it she gets that's it that's her gig she's gets it but she wants you, people talking about her but do you sometimes feel like because you're like you know friendly close whatever with some of these bravo celebrities that like does it cloud your judgment at all? Do you have you developed a new bias? I've been accused of that with specifically Summer House and Vanderpump. <laughs> like Vanderpump, I'm, I've given up on. I don't even watch because I'm like, I am oh, like so in much. it. Like, and I'm like, oh my god, oh, Kristen was joking, and everyone's like, <laughs> no, that was a that was terrible. Oh it's what's weird is like Kristen's like my favorite on the show, and people think I truly never met Kristen. Like, <gasps> I, I had like one sort of brief interaction with her, but it wasn't like. It She's was like we were both at a crazy. bar at the same time, and I was like, "What are you?" I was like, "What are you ordering?" <laughs> it, not even like that was it. That was it. 
and so but I've gotten acute people have like sent me messages like you are must be best friends with Kristen I'm like I've literally never met her so it's like you can't win no matter nope. what it's like you cannot win I can sit my sit and defend myself or something, but what am I gonna do? Okay, so like for example, let's talk real quick about Vanderpump reunion, okay? Yes. I walked away being like James Kennedy looks like a total piece of shit. Oh, I was I didn't feel that way. Okay, and this is where I realize now my judgment is cl- like clouded. Like everybody's like he and Raquel won, and I'm like, I what th- were I, you watching? I do think, that. and they're like, what were you watching? I do think that, but here's I feel. Raquel? I also feel like I'm It's like watching a nervous chihuahua <laughs> get its butthole clean. She's got the shaky voice. Uh, <laughs> I can't You're shaky. Stand it. <laughs> I I thought they looked bet, better at the reunion. Like I thought Britney <sighs> came across really bad at the reunion. That's what but at said. the same time, I'm empathetic enough that I he can put my myself family hillbillies. He talked about my family, Tom. <laughs> he talked about my family. <laughs> We are hillbillies. I'm proud to be a hillbilly. I'm proud to be a hillbilly. <laughs> Talk about my family, Tom. She says family with the B. Family. <laughs> Talk about my family. <laughs> I am on the brim of freaking out. Um, I think she she just didn't look so great. But I also, I think like with the other side of things, like I could see how they would be pissed at James. Like if somebody called me fat on camera. Oh like, my God. I would, well, I would hate them. I would cry in the shower for months. and Like there would be no way that I would ever be able to be nice to someone so so I do get Ugh. that I do think that James looked best at the reunion but I do also understand oh, the other side me. the other side of things like if he said those things to me like I'd be livid or if he said those things about my best friend like I would be livid livid right yeah. oh god so so but that's I think a perfect that, example of like I've I've lost touch so I just am backing out of Vanderpump I do now. think though they should have just sat back and let James dig his own grave but they were attacking him too much and the fact is they are so much older especially Jax is so much older than James <sighs> it's like a weird dynamic I guess so but that's the show needs to split off. Like we need this. It's been talked about a lot in the press and stuff. It yeah. needs to split off somehow. Or but, but here's a question. So we're not looking for Vanderpump to end. We're looking for the OG cast to get to adult and live their lives with kids and houses and all that marriages, shit. weddings, all that stuff. And like now, like look at their careers, right? You know, I mean, Brittany that's and Jackson beer cheese. <laughs> Stassi's a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. I mean, you know, Katie Schwartz and Tom have Tom Tom. So it's like they they need to graduate beyond Sir. So we can see now Raquel and James Kennedy young, run people. Sir. And then they get their own like Vanner. It's kind of like the team moms, right? Yeah. They've got many of them. They got the OG one now. We could have Vanderpump Rules OG and then the other one. Yeah, I think they need to split off because there's too much of a division right now. And it's just, it's not working. And it's been seven seasons now. All the pretending that they work there it's, so yeah. much. It's like, let's see the other stuff going on. And I want to see them dealing with like Instagram sponsorships and like, you know, like that you were saying before, shit. kind of like it's kind of like this. It's it's like walking towards like the Bravo contract negotiations. But like, yeah, like how much do they get paid? Right. Mm-hmm. What's this world of being an influencer? Yeah. And I still think they'll be messy. I, they're messy yes! and they're friends and they're all living in the same place in the valley now. It's like, let's see that. I want to see those lifestyles. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But then I think trying to pretend it's working is Who not Who doesn't want to see Jax and Brittany have a baby? A baby. I do. <laughs> I, did. I don't, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I would watch it. I don't know if it would work, yep. but I'm definitely interested to try it because I think it's not working what it's, I don't think it's going to keep working how it is. Damn. Well, but we'll I see. Love it. I love that. Because they're filming season eight right they're now. They're filming now. And I think that this past season was still better than I think 
people gave it credit for. Like, I still enjoyed it a lot. You know what? I think it's the Game of Thrones, like, uh, what do I want to call it? Curse, where it's like, it's so good that even in its, like, even in a good moment, if it's not fucking phenomenal, it's like, that's terrible. Right. But it's like when you compare it to other reality shows or, like, Game of Thrones to any other, like, show or drama, even, like, at its, like, not best, it's still better than most. Agree. Yeah, the, so, the season before was just truly flawless reality TV. It was so good with that faith. Jack's recording. I mean, Ugh. all that stuff that was happening the season before was truly a high point for the show. And then, so nothing was going to live up to it. I do think it was their worst season that they've had, maybe since, I don't know, I think it's probably their worst season, but, but it was still better than most things on TV, I think. I agree. I agree. Okay. Now, switching gears, Beverly Hills. Let's talk at this point, just like, because I, I don't know when this is going to air. So I don't want to like go super deep yeah, dive into general. the episodes, but generally, what are your thoughts on Lisa Vanderpump, this whole thing, and is she going to leave the friggin' franchise? You know, I think the production of it has been a mess, and I love I love the franchise, but this season, last season, I think maybe the season before even, have been really just not great at all. And with the Vanderpump thing, like, I would like her to still be on the show. I'm not, like, anti-her or anything like that, but I think she should have either quit or Bravo should have not fired her, but, like, <laughs> let her go the way. <laughs> Like we just said with the Steven or whatever. But like, you know, I think it would have been smarter because they were doing this thing where they were afraid to fire her because they knew that probably the fan backlash would be too great. Right. They tried to keep her around, but then she stopped filming with the group. So we're in this weird in-between where we're going episodes and episodes where they're talking about where is she, but she's not there. We're not getting her perspective. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, we should have just... She should have just quit. She sh- it would have looked. She would have looked better. I think if she just was like, okay, I'm quitting. Like in this, instead, we're in this weird in between where she decided not to Is film. She gonna but she's be still the, in the reunion? Main cast. We don't know if she's gonna be in the reunion. It's all like, come on. It's I. I just think it seems like messy production wise. Right. But it seems like everyone was afraid. So she was afraid gone to quit. Rogue. She was afraid to quit, and I think they were afraid to fire her. And so we're in this weird in between. And then they're doing a great thing, I think, by bringing in like Kim and Brandy and like some of the messier people. So good. But that's what I think the show is missing. In the early seasons, what was so great is they had these messy people like Taylor Armstrong, <sighs> Brandy, Kim, and they're the kind of villains that the reality TV needs. Needs. But they're also the kind of people that. Fans are going to say, oh, no, enough. I hate them. I hate them. Get them off. I hate them. I hate them. Get them off. But the producers need to be like, well, yeah, the fans are going to hate them, but we need them to move the story forward. Exactly. So it's like, even though everyone's calling for Brandy to get off TV, we need someone, if not her, we need someone messy like that. Right. Because otherwise we're sitting with Teddy, who's like just kind of wallpaper there. Here's the thing that blows my mind, though, is that the job of an entertainer is to evoke emotion. So if that is love, that's ideal. But also hate, hate is not the opposite uh, well, uh, indifference is the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. Hate's actually a similar emotion, which means it's good. Yeah. So if the audience is hating, it means they're impassioned. If they're talking about it, it means they're devoted. I mean, Howard Stern, uh, what was it called? Um, the movie he did. Uh, Private, Private Parts. Parts. Yeah. Thank you. And he... His new book, by the way, is great. Have you read it? I haven't. I you have to. It's just for an interviewer, like anyone who does it. It's like amazing. He's the He's king, the best interviewer. The king yeah. interviewer. But he basically was, I mean, in the movie... The haters listened longer than the, even the people that loved him. So haters are valuable. Like and I they remember get people talking. Yes, absolutely. So for Bravo to get rid of castmates because they're quote unquote hated, what like that goes against? That's like right. Entertainment 101. I know, but I I, I understand the spot Bravo's in because they're thinking, look, everyone's saying we need to get rid of Brandy, we need to get rid of Kim, but it's a reality show and. 
it's like the, the otherwise the story's not moving forward if we just have a bunch of people who like each other or even i feel like rena's sort of in this spot a little bit now where people are like I hate Rena, but it, she's stirring the pot. I like so we need people to stir the pot. And the thing is, we're the audience, so they know better. We don't know. Do you know what I mean? We go to the doctor for a reason, and we have producers making reality TV shows yeah, for a reason. That, if it's good. If we feel so strongly that we hate them, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good I sign. I think there's sometimes where the maybe a cast member rides the line a little bit where we hate them, but they're still boring. Like I'm trying to think of. I don't know. Like Teddy's sort of hated right now, and I right. just think she's poor. <laughs> she's not like a villain, though. Like, right. We need a villain. She's just annoying. She's yeah. just sort of there. And, yeah. And I, I think she's a, probably a wonderful person in in real life and everything, but maybe not for reality TV. And also with Beverly Hills too. By the way, I would want to point out, I'm so sick of the fucking costuming merch of trying to sell us on Agency and Skyline as the new one. They're always wearing the Skyline hat or right? the Agency hat. It's like enough is enough. If I was production, I would say, look, you're not allowed to wear this on camera anymore. You can wear it this many times a season. Yes. I know that these people want to promote their businesses, but it's just taking away the facade of this being a real reality show. Like I'm we're just seeing so too many. with you. It's just enough is enough. I'm with you. And that's what I love. Kim, Kim was back a couple weeks ago and I love Kim. I know she's gone through it and maybe she's maybe too dark to be on TV. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Kim's rough to watch. She's rough to watch. And I get that with that. Hers is an extreme case where it's maybe healthier for her not be on. But what I love about Kim is that she's on the show and she's not trying to sell us on anything. She's literally just showing up and she's being messy on screen. When has she tried to sell us on a company or anything? It's like, she's just showing her messy self. Yep. And even Brandy, like Brandy wasn't there promote. She was, just being stirring the pot. Whereas being Brandy. Bring the, Brandy back. Please bring her back. That's how I feel too. But I know people, every time I say that, I get like messages like, I hate Brandy. <laughs> okay, guys, it's time to take a quick break to talk about one of our new sponsors, StoryWorth. I'm probably going to start crying during this because it's like the sweetest thing in the entire world. So let me explain this to you. Um, we all have family members, whether it's uh, maybe grandparent, parent, sibling, whomever, that is like the best storyteller. Actually, you know, I mean, my job kind of is like storytelling and like in ancient, ancient societies, the storytellers of the whatever tribe were considered to be like the most important member of the community because they carry on, you know, the history of the people. So storytelling is actually one of the oldest forms of entertainment known to man and it's very important and we all have a storyteller in our lives. I don't know about you, but my dad is like king storyteller he has so many great stories and the cool thing is is that actually StoryWorth was founded by a guy who wanted his dad to record his amazing stories so the family enjoyed the process so much as they were doing it that they actually launched uh in april of 2019 so that other families around the world could share this gift as well it's like the sweetest most genius idea ever so story worth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts so it's like questions that you never thought to ask that get people like really talking and then at the end of the year you get your stories bound in like this beautiful hardcover book and people in the family get a copy of it. And then you have like all these different stories. Maybe it's from one person in particular. Maybe it's from different members of your family. But it's just, it's such a sweet and sentimental keepsake. So I'm going to break down how it works for you. So you purchase a subscription for someone that you love. And all the stories are private and only shared with the family members that you choose. So it's not going to let like shady uncle. You know what I'm saying? And then after a year of telling their stories, it's going to be bound in a beautiful book. Not only is it a great way to keep in touch with family because you're like, you know, weekly emails, but it's such a great way to preserve memories. I feel like sometimes we're so in the thick of things, like we forget, like take a second to step back and like 
capture the moment, if you will, you know, and having those moments in this book, it's just, it's beyond precious. So I bet you're like, tell me about this book. So it's a hard cover printed book and there's written stories. You can upload photos by email on the web or in the app. Super easy. And you save and edit everything on storyworth.com. And this is important. Data is secure and everything is private by default. So you control who sees the stories because you know that if it's super personal, then maybe only your like nuclear family wants to be a part of it. And like I said, it's a great idea for Father's Day and it's I'm doing it for my dad right now for Father's Day. StoryWorth not only preserves these bonds and memories, but it actually like it deepens them, if that makes any sense at all. Like if, if somebody's kind of like shy and doesn't tell stories, it'll like prompt them to open up a little bit more. And then if you've got a storyteller in your life, you'll probably find out things that they actually totally forgot to even mention. Case in point, StoryWorth is, um, it's really sweet and it's really precious and it makes a fantastic Father's Day gift. So if you're looking for something, that's what I'm doing for my dad. Anyway, for $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash Taylor when you subscribe. Again, that's $20 off when you visit storyworth.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R when you subscribe. And now, back to the podcast. Do you think that, like, Lisa and Bethany, like, do you think that there's certain castmates that have the power to get rid of other castmates, like, 100% without a doubt? Yes. Yeah, I do. And who do you think each of those castmates are in any franchise? So let's start with Beverly Hills. Uh, Beverly Hills... It well, was Lisa. It was Lisa, and I still think Lisa obviously has a lot of power because any other cast member that were to just stop filming halfway, they wouldn't be in the opening credits. They would literally have gotten rid like any other cast. If it was a second season cast member or something like that, like they would have been like, nope, you're done. We're just going to move on storyline. You know, all the ladies will move on. Yeah. But she obviously has a lot of pull and power and a lot oh, of yeah. fans that love her, rightfully oh, yeah. so. So I think that she definitely still has power and it'll be so interesting to see how the next season shapes. See if she wields her power, if she, and, if she shows up to the reunion. So that's kind of like a, like, that's like in the air. Okay. Who is the, who is that on uh, Rahoni? Oh, uh, Bethany. Bethany. And I've heard stories. I think we all have about Carol. Bethany got Carol gone. Gone. We've all heard that. And then yep. also with Jill Zarin, I think it's clear if you watch the yep. season, she shows up a little here and there. And Jill was on Jeff Lewis's radio show recently where she, alluded to this where it was like she filmed a lot more for this season and they're not showing any of her and from what I've heard and I don't know this to be fact but I think Bethany it was Bethany and Jill alluded to that on Jeff Lewis's radio show she didn't say it because Jill of course is keeping trying to keep that door open I Mm -hmm. think my opinion but I think she's trying to keep the door open but she did if you if you read between the lines I think what she was saying was Bethany was basically wielding her power Real Housewives of Atlanta Nene Nene I mean we've all heard stories too Nene literally assaulted a production member this past season oh yes he had what did he chip a tooth or something i forget (laughs) what they said but in any other franchise if that was a second season cast member third season cast member or someone not as powerful yeah it'd be gone um okay then what do we think about is there does texas dallas even have like anybody yet because they're so new i don't think so i think i think leanne is definitely like the kind of queen bee of that franchise I think just because yep. she's the messiest but I don't, I don't know if any of them that's what I is so refreshing about Dallas and Potomac yep. because they're so new I feel like the cast power dynamics are more balanced mm-hmm. which is what we loved in early season Housewives whereas now on like Beverly Hills is so old and long in the tooth that we're dealing with these power dynamics where it's like Kyle and LVP have more Pull. strength or, and people are kissing ass to certain cast members and New York is New York is my favorite franchise and I think what's great about them is all of them are all stars. Yep. So I think that even though each even though maybe Bethany is kind of like the queen bee. Yes. But like Ramona, but Bethany can never but, get rid of Ramona. Right. Bethany's she can't get rid of Ramona. I don't think she, she has might the power. Want to. <laughs> and like all of those women 
are strong. <laughs> I hate how we talk about it like sports. Isn't it so funny? It but is our sports. It is our sports. But Roni, all of those women, they're all fucking all-stars. Countess Luann, Dorinda, Sonia. Even I love Tinsley. She's not quite, she's not quite the, she's not quite the powerful that the rest of them are. Certainly, I don't mean that, but I think that cast is so balanced in terms of power. Who's in charge of Jersey? I can't Teresa, tell. I Teresa. can't tell if it's. But if I feel like Melissa is a very yeah. tight contender for that role, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been shocked to see the way that Jersey has <laughs> acted. I guess I just think it's so bizarre. After Caroline left, I think it's been very bizarre that Bravo has been so. I and I love Teresa. I I I do think she's great TV and fantastic. I never want her to go. No, but. I'm surprised that it has been so Teresa focused since Caroline left. I know. And that's what I've been. I, I always say like I would like Caroline back because that Me balanced the power on that show. Too. Because otherwise it's too much. Ter- it's it's so it's a Teresa show, which is she's wonderful. And I love her on but TV. There's more to it than. But we're not getting a balance. This past season was the most balanced it's been. And then O.C. I love New Jersey, too. I get, I feel like it's better than people give it credit for. I agree. What, Orange County? Orange County. Well, I think it's Who's interesting we're B? seeing this about with Vicky because the rumors are that she's demoted to a friend of. Yes. But then in, in it seems as from reading the blogs and stuff that she's bringing a lot of different stuff that we weren't maybe expecting. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how next season shapes up. I think Orange County has been bad for a couple seasons now, and I don't understand. They need to get it together, and I'm shocked that they're – bringing back Emily and Gina who seem boring fine. God shocking to me like who I, I do you don't think understand. they should have brought back and we can dip back into old castmates oh god like Gretchen I think, and Slade Gre- Gretchen and Slade they're messy villains that's what Ugh. we need and Alexis Bellino was like going through a crazy divorce and yes. her ex-husband was like suing a couple of the cast members yes! I feel like that would have been a, a great thing to see it's like I don't need to see Gina in her fucking casita <laughs> I don't know I'm I'm also optimistic though maybe Gina and Emily will bring it this season because they know that uh, Emily's fucking husband I swear to god I've never hated it a, 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 hus- a oh, housewife yeah. husband more yeah he's awful he has Napoleon Man's complex to boot I but it's shocking to me like that they are keeping the cast the way it is I, they, I know they're bringing in someone new but I don't know and I still actually think that Vicky will be a full time I do believe that I hope so because I've She's heard Vicky. the things that I've heard is that they weren't this is what I've heard they were filming her as a friend okay but obviously with the op opportunity if she brought in stuff to be a main cast member and we see that she gets engaged i believe the finale is her engagement party yeah because they're done filming they wrap filming and i think that's pretty so i believe that maybe she will be a full-time but we'll see okay and then before i let you go because we are running out of time real quick i guess we have to do a part two down the road i know for jessica simpson uh, I what love is the fixate so what is the fixation you know she just represents all of that early aughts nostalgia to me like and i think that was just such a simple time in pop culture and a beautiful time and i we all love newlyweds i feel like newlyweds was this weird show in a weird time in reality tv where it was like every different person watched it like straight men loved it they yep. were watching it with their girlfriends and their wives and and gay men loved it and it's just it was such a weird show but it was so huge and then that show skyrocketed those two and they Ugh. were doing every they were doing a fucking variety show like yeah like, crazy. like sunny and share like sunny and fucking share i actually worked for the production company that worked on that it was my first internship out here 10th oh planet God. productions look it up uh, check the receipts the they're there yep the i remember i was like this is so dumb 
But awesome. But so looking back now, it's like, how did we go through that moment? I mean, remember she had the edible dessert line. It's like everything that she did was just such a weird <laughs> moment in time. And her music, if you go back, it's just, yep. it's, I loved it. But it's also her singing. If you watch her live, it was like terrible. But we all were is bamboozled. Is she good or is she bad, Danny? Because whenever you do post on her and you always focus on the singing, which I just, I love. And I have moments where I'm like, oh man, that's, that's a beautiful note. And then the breathiness is just right, so the baby voice. Much. Take my bath away. <laughs> <laughs> I think early on when she was a little more trained, I think it she was good. Like I think early on when she had the vocal training, like, I think I'm in love, boy. I think I'm in love with uh, you. Which uh. greatest pop song of all? I think I think I'm in love with you is one of the greatest pop songs of all time. I truly believe that. It's right up there with like, to me, teenage dream. I think I'm in love. Those are for more modern day pop songs. I yes. think they're some of the best. I agree. But. Yeah, I think early on, I want to love you forever. We all thought that was a big Christian ballad. Uh, it was like so. It was so Celine Dion. Like that. That's what I think we all thought we were getting. And then she shifted to do the Britney thing. Then she shifted into country to do the country thing. And by the way, it was just she, those damn Daisy Dukes. She just loved wearing shorts so Daisy much. Daisy Dukes. She tried to do a country. I used to uh, work for Academy of Country Music, uh-huh. and I remember we were doing the ACM. I was like, a, uh, I didn't work for them officially, but I. I worked there award show week and I remember we were doing concerts on Fremont street in Las Vegas and she was scheduled to perform when her country album came out and then it flopped and they like basically backed out of all promotion of that country uh. album. But early on in that promotion, she was going around saying, I'll never do pop music again. This is where my heart lies. But what's so interesting is that she set the template for what Gaga later did, what Miley did with that Malibu. Miley did literally the exact template of, and I love Miley too, no shade, but when Miley came out with that Malibu song and that last album, yes. Younger Now, she was coming out and she was doing press and saying like, this is where my heart is. It's country, you know, it's more, it, it was more Elvisy kind of country bluegrass or whatever it was. And then it flopped and now Miley's back to this kind of like a little bit more hard edge stuff. But yep. that's what Jessica did. Jessica did that before any of these girls stood up. She's always setting the trends in reality TV. Look at, she was doing the celebrity uh, clothing before yep. the other girls were doing it. Yeah, and now she's going to have to do music. So here she is, a trendsetter. I love her. Um, what, the, also, she's a mess. <laughs> you recently posted something with her. <sighs> Where she was like bitching and crying to Nick because the um, oh, record label moment. wanted her to like sing less good. <laughs> my favorite, that's my favorite Newlyweds moment. She was recording her song, The Sweetest Sin, and the record company told her she sang it too good. And we see her in the. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, really, now looking back, do we actually think that that's what their perspective was? Or like, is she correct? Or were they like, you're terrible? Like reel it in, stop with like the breathiness. I think a little bit of both, and also I think that was a weird time in music where they wanted that breath. They like with Britney, and I love Britney so so much. She's uh, one of my faves, but uh, they want music that people could anyone could sing along could to. Sing with. But and see, I like the opposite. I want to not. I want it like a Celine ballad where like I can't hit the note and I'm trying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Or Mariah. Oh, I love oh, Mariah. Mar- Mariah, my number one. I mean that she hits octaves like of nice. animals in like an African safari. Yeah, and by the way, writes all of her own songs. All of the 18 number ones uh, out of her 18 number ones, which it's hard to get a number one. 17 of them were written by her. I did not realize yeah, that. She, she wrote All I Want for Christmas is You, which is not a number one. Oh, but it but is. But she wrote it. Come on. She co-wrote it. Iconic. Iconic. You guys, that, I wish I could talk to you for a million years. Yeah, I, I have to you. run off to Tom Tom. I know. Good luck. Thank you. I love you back. Have a have one of those buzz buttons. Are they going to be open for they for fucking drinks. better have yeah. drinks. Are you kidding me? I'm ready to get my buzz back on. I had something called a buzz button shot there where it was like it's, you take a shot and then you, or maybe you take this, like eat this flower bud 
and then you take the shot. Wait, I'm it, dying for the Ariana it, and Tom cocktail. I was saying, was that a Sandoval creation? Yeah, I think it was. And it, it was truly amazing. It was like, <laughs> you get it, ask for it. It's like a, I don't know what they call it, but it's a buzz, ask for a buzz button shot. You, ta- you put button. this little bu- a buzz flower thing in your mouth, chew it, then take the shot and it makes your mouth tingle like, almost like Pop Rocks, but it makes your mouth tingle. Oh, and it, I like it. It makes the shot taste more, I don't know. Um, it tastes better. Buzz button shot. Buzz button Why shot. Why am I promoting Tom Tom? <laughs> Tom, Tom. <laughs> Sponsored by Lisa yeah. Vanderpump. But listen to Everything Iconic, my show. Thank my you. My podcast. It's Everything Iconic on iTunes and Spotify or wherever. And then social media at Danny Pellegrino. Oh, it's such a delight. Both are such a delight. I love, thank love, you. love you. Love I'm you. such a fan of you. I adore you. Oh, I love you. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another phenomenal podcast. In the meantime, make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate it and review it and share it with your friends and family. And leave a good review for you. I mean, Please. like leave a nice, take a few minutes to go on iTunes and hop on and give a five-star review and yeah. a nice, some nice words. Yes. Yeah. The end. Yeah, the end. Uh, Danny, thanks so much. Thank and you. you guys, we'll be back next week. Bye, girl. Bye. Did you enjoy this taste of me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. And listen live or on demand.